Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 172, brought to you by Manscaped. Suns fan here with Cinderin. Hello. Hello. You have something to say? I do. Do you want to set me up for it, or should I just go with it today? I will just go with it. What do you mean, set you up for it? I I, I don't know. Okay, so as a a rare treat, guys, today I will be reading off uh, the message that Manscaped had for us, because Suns fan asked me to. Are you ready? Which voice should I use? Let's use this. Uh, do your British voice. No, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> it's never too late to play holiday music. Oh my god. It's never too late to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants, you can make this a season to be jolly with Manscaped TM. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the code WESAYTHINGS for free shipping and 20% off. Wow. Very impressive reading, Cinder, and thank you. And thank you to Manscaped for their amazing products, of course. And their, I thought you were going to say the text. Their general support of our podcast. You guys go to manscaped.com and type in we say things as the promo code. You will get 20% off free shipping like Cinderin just said. So thank you, thank you. I'm just messing with my sound levels. Okay. Uh, patrons in Bruges. Thank you to Stupid Copilot, Persian Tongue Twister, Shish Sikh, Jigar Sikhi, Shish Hazar. Is that, an, is that an exclamation point? Hazar. I can't say that fast, and I don't know if I pronounced any of those correctly. D2 Bowie, Yataro does it again, Cinderin. A Scorpi. I also agree with Sunspan that CSGO is the best spe- spectator esport. Maybe an ad because Valve won't for their games. What is the meaning of life? Answer me, please. Oscar Magdev Seeker. It's changed it. My grandma still doesn't know what Dota is. <laughs> Disco Farm D. I once again ask you to say my name. Simple stooge, silly stooge, salacious stooge, sadistic stooge, scathing stooge, sen, the mega pope. All right, EG is out. It is your time, Shannon. Commit to buying the best NA team called Arkosh. Take them to second TI in New Zealand and Zan Xavier. Thank you. Also, thank you to Nate Thicko, 01 Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, freshly seasoned goat balls, Janie, Dop, nothing to see here, underscore men. Ivremont, il réveille son secret. I have no idea how to say this. This is way harder than usual. What about that Ben Broomhead guy? He always has cool patron names. Wooden aftertaste, anonymous, and if you have two legs, you have more legs than the average human being, Mr. Niebling. That makes sense. Yep, it does. 
Have you ever seen anyone with three legs? Yes, not in person. Don't though. answer that. Oh, you have. It. Oh, you were talking about my penis. No. no, I I thought about that after I said it, and I was like, <laughs> this is terrible. But well, you know, with Manscaped products, you can make that look like a third leg. You can use that <laughs> okay. for the next promo text. I, then you're using the products very wrong. I think. <laughs> uh, don't. Yeah, don't do that. You're doing um, great. What was um. Is that like some sort of really rare genetical disorder where you have a third leg or? Yeah. That you well, saw. I mean, I think the one, I mean, some, I don't know. It's just one of those things from, I haven't seen one recently, but something on Reddit. Uh, it could be from like a conjoined twin that just never made it or whatever. Or mm. yeah, it's just like any genetic mutation. You can just be born with something in addition or one less of or whatever the case. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, on to my rant for the day. We have a very short episode. That's not the rant, but mm-hmm. uh, I have a rant about our viewers slash listeners, actually. <laughs> so right. after the last episode, we got some complaints, several actually, that we should not... Do, I think it started with the cosmetic stuff we do, which typically we'll try to you know, talk about in a way that the podcast listeners, aka audio only can appreciate you know perhaps we didn't do the greatest job last time it is difficult to describe that kind of stuff but it's gotten to the point where i need to ask our viewers slash listeners something do you guys use the timestamps? because if you don't i would like to stop doing it because that's like 10 minutes of my time every week that i could be saving if you're not going to use them, <laughs> that's the entire fucking purpose is to skip things you don't want to listen to or watch. They're also in the audio description. The timestamps. Everything's in there. I don't understand. What is there to complain about? If you don't like something, it's just like literally the NBA segment. So many people probably skip that every time. I imagine... How many listeners do you think only listen to the NBA segment and then listen to nothing else? I. If you do that, please let us know. <laughs> Although, if you let us know, then we'll know that you're lying because... We didn't do the NBA segment this time, and you're listening to us now. That's true, but they're waiting for it. So they're with timestamps, they know if it's there or not. Well, yeah, but they're also listening to the patron shoutouts, obviously. Not necessarily. Everybody does that. Oh, that's true. It's it's required. Uh, So that's my very short rant. I physically, mentally cannot understand what that is about. Uh, But yeah, so let us know if you use the timestamps. Thank you. Next thing, Cinderin, is the Razor Arcana. Was re- what's so funny? You like that transition? You, you, you guys hate cosmetics. Next thing, Razor Arcana. That's, That's true. Good. Let's like describe. <laughs> Let's describe it for our audio listeners. Uh, the Void Storm Asylum Razor Arcana is now available, and this one when. You're going to have to go in game, by the way, and tell me everything it comes with, because the site apparently doesn't show shit. Uh, oh, wait. If I click this, maybe it does. Okay. Maybe it does. Uh, when I originally saw the photo, or the art style, I think I said it on the podcast, it did not really excite me. I mean, I'm not even a Razor player to begin with, but, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't look anything special to me. It looks fucking amazing. The actual model. 
Uh, it's like yeah. a little mini, not mini, it's like a purplish tornado model, uh, which there's a second version of it, which we'll talk about, that turns it turquoise, and it ends up kind of looking like what a remodel of Morphling should look like. So <laughs> if you're sad about Morphling not getting a remodel, you can just play the Razor Arcana. But yeah, that's true. Just just get level three hundred fifty battle pass to pretend you have morphling. That's right. Yeah, so this this model is really sick. So yeah, so the base model basically turns your hero into I would say a, a minor. What did you call? Did you call it a tornado? Yeah, cyclone. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah, a cyclone. Yeah, exactly. So it's it kind of is like a small version of Yule, um, in this purple, and then you have a shield with a big crystal. You have a sword. Uh, which acts as your whip, and then you have an, a blue cloak that is split in the middle. What do you call a cloak that has, like, you know the one Legion Commander has, where she has two, like, separate parts, do you know what I mean? Yes. So, like, you, so, like, you, you have a cloak, but without the middle part. I don't know the like name, but yes. two banners down the side. It, it has a name, I'm sure about that. There's always someone in chat that knows. It's a cape uh, cut in half, that's what it's called, I'm pretty sure, the technical that, that's name. That's the technical term, yeah. Mm. Uh, and on top of that, the, or rather, the set is an arcana in every slot. So you can replace individual pieces if you want. Uh, the one that carries all the shit is the sword. So that's the one you definitely want to have for all the custom effects on spells. Well, there's a custom plasma field, there's a custom, custom ult, there's a custom static link. Remember, you can, you can change that now, right? You can choose to use a different cosmetic. Uh, does that work? on this i think i read a post that some new items don't have that working yet but maybe you are right uh yeah uh the alternate style makes yeah. them turquoise like i said what do you need to actually unlock uh, I that think you need to drain it's something about draining hang on let me see uh kills with 100 or more damage stolen from static link 500 kills 500 kills yeah while empowered so, by 100 static link damage so the thing about that is that, as I've talked about many times before, I think it's fine for these challenges to be difficult to unlock so that it's something special that you have the second unlock. But why bother when the original looks better? Like, this, to me, this is actually the second style that looks the worst compared to the first. So I don't even care, even if I were a Razor player. You can I only just, get... Yeah, I agree, it looks worse. You can only get the, the eight a game, by the way. There is a cap, which... Oh. Okay. That... I mean, I can understand why you would oh, do that for avoid, uh, for abuse, exploiting. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, that does kind of feel bad. Yeah, yeah, because that happens all the time that you get more than eight hundred damage static link kills in a game. I mean, it might happen actually. Uh, but yeah, all new model, custom I mean, animations, effects. Yeah, the plasma field looks incredible. Uh, do people? They don't go Yules anymore on this hero, do they? Because I thought that was kind of an older reference. Because you, you have a new effect with Yules. Right. Uh, it's not popular right now, at least. But it could come back, potentially, depending on... I mean, on it makes sense because it's a tornado, I guess. Uh, yeah. But it feels like you get the tornado, like the Yules effects with every battle pass. So it's not that exciting. But everything else is super top tier. So... I mean, okay, I just want to say, as much as we criticize Valve about different things in this game, I feel like lately they've been really delivering on the Arcana quality. Like... The the recent cosmetics that come with the battle pass have overall been very good. This one is great. We both like the Void Arcana. We like the Crystal Maiden Persona. I think the only letdown in like the last five or six cosmetics Valve have put out has been the PA one, right? 
because the Maiden one we thought was very special and has some great animation. The Razor one is S tier. The Faceless Void, I don't know if I would say the Void is as good as the Razor, but it's still very good. Mm. Uh, and then we have the Queen of Pain and the Wind Ranger from last year. Um, yeah, overall, our Kana qualities lately have been really good. So whoever's working on those, in my opinion, is doing a really great job. Just wanted to say that. Agreed. Good job. Yep. Could be it's TV cool. Dot, though. He used to be a workshop it artist that works at Valve now, and he's one of their main artists, Definitely. and he is very yeah. good. Uh, okay. Yep. I uh, think he made Dawnbreaker, right? I as well. couldn't tell you. Next thing on the list uh, for all you audio listeners, are we're going to talk about the Dire Tide cache that just came out. With <laughs> I'm not going to show anything. Uh, we're not going to talk about it very long. So the the Dire Tide cache came out. I feel like it was faster than normal. The vote ended, and within a couple of days, it's it's out. Uh, it was actually a lot of sets, so that's why I couldn't take a picture. But the highlights for the rares, uh, the tiny that we really liked. I, l I liked, I can't remember what you thought, is the ultra rare. Uh, you were right. The rare underneath that is the Primal Beast, which is the one I really wanted, which looks like yep. Roshan. Uh, and for some reason, Jenkins gifted me this set. So thank you, Jenkins. I didn't have to buy any chests to get that. Uh, it looks fucking awesome. Ask him if he has another one. Uh, he does not. Uh, of course, for those that don't know, Jenkins, of course, is the silent third member of the podcast. Mm. Uh, a lot of people don't know that because we don't really talk about it too much, but it's you, me, and Jenkins. He just doesn't participate in the conversations during the podcast. Yeah, he, but He is the third man of the podcast who does literally nothing. That's right. That's correct. That's, 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 can, I, can I do that for your custom game and get a percentage? Uh, no. Appreciate no, that, okay. though. Uh, I would like to do nothing. Do any? Does anything... Oh, I should mention that I know for the Primal Beast, you can't equip the Immortal effects right now and use the current set, because the current set looks way better than the Immortals, but you don't mm. get the effects, so... Yeah, that's. The, I think that was the one I read about, where you can't swap in for some reason right now. It's probably because it's just a brand new hero, I would imagine. Yeah. It's uh, just not set up. Yeah, any... Again, we talked about all these sets before, so we don't need to go on, but any of these sets get into the game that you were surprised by? Your your favorite clockwork set that looks like a Lego piece got in? Yeah. Um, None of the anime Marcy's got in, just a different one was the rare? Yeah. I, am I surprised by any of this? Probably not. I think, I think overall the quality of this chest is pretty high. Uh, I think the Hoodwink is really cool. I think the Ricky is really cool. We have the Snapfire with the green crocodile, which is cool. We talked about the Chen last episode with the two-headed... Uh, is that just a dog, I guess, mount? And the Scythe? Uh, the Clockwork is one of my least favorite set sets of the chest, but it's still good quality. There's a new Dawn set, which looks great. It's a Spectre set, that's good. The Void is a bit underwhelming, but that's not so important. He has other cool stuff. Uh, the Ursa is pretty solid. The Phoenix has that amazing egg that we talked about last time when you supernova um, with the one that kind of rebirths inside the egg with the pulsing runes around. Looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, the Terrorblade is okay. The Undying is an acquired taste, uh, but it's very unique. It's kind of like... Um, Just Frankenstein. Yeah, it's Frankenstein, basically. Um, the Monkey King looks good. I mean, honestly, all of these sets, I think, are pretty good. 
I, I would say all of them are over a five. They're probably all over a six as well. So I was sad that the like uh, even though tens. even though we did say the Snapfire set with the the Gator or whatever the hell it was mm. is really good. I I like the, the snail more. The snail yeah. was crazy how well made that was. I think it's very possible that It'll that one in. becomes a, a very rare on ultra rare and then you chase yeah, later. Of course, always. It, it feels like it's that mount is just too. That would be too loved to not make a high quality from Valve's perspective, probably. And they, I don't know, maybe they, I don't know how much they strategize this kind of stuff with what they put in these chests. I would imagine a decent amount, but you could have also put that in this time as an ultra rare, right? And saved the tiny. Mm. But because they had another good snapfire here, they probably just went with it now. How do you think they, they do, or how do you think they look at the votes or they count the votes for something like this? Because before they showed the votes, I think, right? I'm trying to remember. Mm -hmm. Like a year or two ago, they would show the votes. Uh, or at least they announced what the votes were in order. This right. time, they did not. And that's probably because all the Marcy's, I would imagine, got a lot of votes compared to the rest. And they were yeah, just... so we could have a Marcy chest. Well, it, it's, it's more... Like, the one that got in, I would be beyond shocked that it got more votes than the other ones. I'm not saying it's worse by any means. The mm. other ones were ridiculous, but... Then again, Valve did choose the other ridiculous ones to be in the vote, right? It's right. not like they were forced into that. Maybe there were actually down votes for them. That's actually possible. That could be. Because they're very uh, polarizing. Yeah. Hmm. That is very true. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, let's say there's the top five highest scoring sets. I don't think the top five highest scorers are all in this chest. So they probably save some for later or something. Or maybe they are all in this chest, actually. I don't know. I would imagine top five, Tiny and Underlord, are, or uh, Tiny and, um, sorry, Primal Beast are probably in the top five, along with maybe the Snapfire. I don't know if that was that much of a fan favorite over the other one. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like there's one or two that we talked about that we thought were really good that are not in here, which obviously doesn't mean they got a lot of votes, but that were very unique. Yep. And might have been but very high anyway. quality sets across the board for sure. Yeah. It's a it's a good chest. This is one of the best chests we've had in a long time. Because usually there's like one or two sets that might be good and then there's some that are disappointing and some that are decent. This one is overall very good, I think. Probably like a seven and a half or an eight out of ten. Yep, so. agree. Okay. Next thing, uh <laughs> rumors is what I have down here. So oh. Remember a few weeks ago, I don't know if you've been seeing Reddit threads pop up with my name in them occasionally, Cinderin. Yep. Has that big thing Suns fan talked about been announced, the downfall of Dota and all that shit? Mm -hmm. First of all, I have no update on that. Has it? No. <laughs> Dota's still alive, believe it or not. Okay. So there's two sides to this, okay? First of all, when you are in the know and you have a podcast, it's sometimes difficult to communicate things without leaking, okay? Now, I was very careful when, you know, I should say this. First of all, when I rewatched it, I came off as very defeated. Uh, I made it seem like it was going to be... I mean, people perceived it to be the end of Dota, which I didn't agree that they came off that way. I was just in a bad fucking mood. Uh, 
I was very somber. The let's see, what can you just I say? A game of diatribe before the podcast. <laughs> yes, I was very upset about that god awful shit. Uh, so I think what I said was something to the fact, or something to the effect of, it's not related to Valve, and people took that somehow and reversed it and exaggerated and said just came up with a bunch of shit which i understand why they would do something mm -hmm. like that like obviously i was very cryptic about it but then again you can't can't really go into specifics right so i'll just go over what i said again first of all there's there is some other big news coming out soon too dpc related but that wasn't related to what i was talking about at all but i think one source is would technically be okay with us talking about the DPC. Uh, others would not, so we're just going to hold off and wait for the official announcement. The thing that I was referring to is on a more personal level that I think would affect the scene, but it's not like the game is dying. It's nothing like that at all. Uh, so if it came off across like that, then apologies. Uh, but you know me. I'm a, I'm a negative Nancy, Cinderin. Mm -hmm. You're a doomer. It's true. I'll admit to that. Uh, but yeah, I don't. The, the funny thing is, the thing that I'm referring to, I don't know if it's ever going to be announced. It might just silently happen. And we'll see if people notice. I don't fucking That's know. That's nice, because then we can speculate about it every week. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep this, we'll make this a weekly edition segment. We can, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about we'll, we'll constantly. We'll put it in right after the cosmetics every week. You guys can skip it with timestamps. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Uh, hopefully we're going to get some big news relating to stuff that we want to talk about at some point, but it's been kind of a, I want, this is like the off season of Dota. It's been kind of slow. And I think that's yeah. because the DPC doesn't start as fast as it did in previous years. Right. That is so absolutely the case. The players this year actually get to take some time off. I think, I think that has been one of the really big positives to come out of this that players maybe haven't talked about much on social media or whatever or in interviews but with the new format that we have first of all aside from just having the more condensed uh, dpc where you now get div 1 and div 2 separated which has both good and bad for div 2 i think um you now get this downtime that i think players deserve and should have an off season in dota ti is just that intense there's a shitload of build up to it you spend so much time and effort on it you kind of you need a break after something like that and most other games and sports have an off season after their major championship so uh, i think last year the players had like one week off or something before the dpc started or two weeks it was like really short and to a lot of people that might sound nice oh two weeks holiday i would fucking love that at my work and i understand that but when you're playing a competitive discipline like this, where there's so much on the line and so much, the, the type of stress is just different. So um, I think it's really healthy. I think it's good for the scene that there's a bit of a break for the pro players. And you can still run like third-party tournaments during this period leading up until the new year. I think there's stuff running already. I think there's probably going to be a couple more tournaments coming that will be like online stuff where players can opt in, but not have the pressure of, I have to perform DPC once again immediately. Yeah. Um, I think this is very good. Um, I'm, I'm a very big fan of the format for this year relative to, uh, or for the coming year relative to this year. Uh, I still think it can be improved, but it, it should definitely be better than what we had this time around. So that's very good. Yep. And yeah, it gives, okay. the, it gives the teams time. Uh, they get to take a break. They get to be more, maybe do more research and make some better choices about their rosters because it's not as much of a, oh shit, hurry up guys, we need to have our team set for the next week. 
now you get to like try players out a bit more you get to have more discussions you get to maybe find better fits which ultimately could result in higher quality teams and less like drop what about us we get a break too bro that's true of course you don't need one Um, you play fucking world of warcraft all day well, what do you? Well, you work all day on your mod, so yeah, <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need a break either. Oh, that's true. Um, but yeah, from a casting perspective, it does mean we have less work until the new year, so we kind of get a, a bit of a break too. Um, Thank God, not, I'm so sick so of seeing time. you, honestly. Yeah, only I'm remotely. I'm sick of seeing me too. Uh, okay, let us go to the SAP segment for today. Let me bring up my question here, Cinderman. Mm-hmm. All right. So this stat was only kept through TI7. So when you say through, you mean from TI7 and onwards? Yes. Okay. Who? Okay. What, t- uh, what hero spent the most gold? Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? I'm ready. Is it. Tiny? Is it Lena? Is it Eurocopter? Also known as Gyrocopter? Or is it Alchemist? Oh. Uh, I don't think it's Alk. So it's just total amount of gold spent, right? Across all games. Yes. So then you want a hero that gets picked a lot, even if it's played as support, because it still just racks up games. Tiny has been really popular for the last few years. Tiny, Lena, Gyro, or Elk. Tiny gets played a lot as a core. Dude, this is hard. I think it's Tiny or Lena. Um, I'm going to say Tiny. Okay, very not well done. That's incorrect. Is it the fourth most? Uh, Alchemist was fifth with 4.1 million gold. Mm -hmm. Lena is fourth, 4.3 million gold. Tiny is third with 4.7 million gold. I didn't even, number two, I won't even, I didn't mention because it sounds so ridiculous to me. Marana is number two. At 4.76 million gold. And Gyro is 5 million at number one. All right. Which, that Damn. surprised me. I mean... He was really played that I, much. Huh? I could see him being top 10, but number one. That's insane. Yeah. So um, incorrect. I mean, there was one or two TIs where there was a lot of IO Gyro, right? So I guess he was a popular pairing as a carry. But still, yeah, I would not have expected that. All right. Well, we continue our streak of... Actually, I don't even know what we're on yet. I think we're tied. <laughs> Probably. I, sure. I think, we have three, I think we have three or four correct answers by now. Sure. Uh, I'm sure someone will go through all the timestamps <laughs> of these and find all our scores yeah. for us. Uh, that will definitely happen. Okay. My question for you is, since TI5, TI5 included, which hero has done the most tower damage at TI only? Is it A, Shadow Fiend, B, Tiny... C, Gyro, or D, Morphling? So we have some overlap here. Morphling. Both had Final answer. Morphling. That is incorrect, Shannon. Fuck. Do you want to guess which place that was in out of the four? Fourth. 
That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tiny's a bait, surely. He was close to first. First is gyro. Oh, my God. I, that was my first instinct. But then you <laughs> had to mention gyro. Morphling. You had to mention Morphling. God yeah, damn it. They're, they're all pretty, I mean, somewhat close, actually. Uh, I think they're within like 15% of each other. And they are the top four. So Morphling is fourth. SF is third. Tiny is second. And gyro is first. So yeah, Gyro, man. Gyro is just rich and does a lot of tower damage with Side Gunner, I guess. It's, See, you getting the answer surprised. wrong to, from me prevented me from guessing Gyro on your question. Because you sounded like so surprised. Gyro. Oh, gyro? My goodness. You were setting me up the whole time, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh, I love this quiz. All right. It's so much meta. Last week's question, uh, what is the shortest amount of game time a team needed to drop out of TI, team name being a bonus? Uh, this does not include TI1, of course, which, but the correct answer, which Cinder and I believe got right, was MUFC at TI3, who played 7 hours, 8 minutes, and 36 seconds, which is a total of 15 games. We both said seven hours, which was very close. Uh, I said Alliance for TI4. You said MUFC, which they were winless. So it does make sense. Uh, depending on what the formats were, we weren't 100% sure. So well done, Cinderin. Eight minutes off. We said seven hours. And it was seven hours, eight minutes, 36 seconds, man. That's, that's really good. Yeah. That's Not amazing. bad. Not right. bad. What is this? It says, but in the weird format of TI4, the team CIS game... Dropped out in phase one of the playoffs against Team Liquid. Total time at TI, 59 minutes, only two games. Was that like a wild oh, card kind the, of thing? Uh, the 2014 format. I don't even remember. I remember this bubble race thing. But that, was, that was after it. groups. So this must have been like some sort of play-in as well. That was Black's team yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, shout out to the closest person in the community that got the the answer, uh, correct, L30B, who guessed MUFC, 420 minutes. That's a great way of saying seven hours. It's like <laughs> copying homework and then making it look different, you know? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. <clears throat> Very good. I, I used more characters. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, next Amazing. week's question comes from a Luca Zangelmi, who asks, how many heroes have been played in every role and we're going to rephrase it in uh for the last ti which role had for t okay this just this last ti which role had the most different heroes and how many was it which role had the most okay. different heroes okay so in the youtube comments make sure to type in hashtag sap esports then type you know mid safe lane Offline, whatever you think, and then the number afterwards. A good question. Which role had the mm. most different heroes? I wow. don't think it was support this TI. I don't think so either. For me, it's either offline or carry. I'll say carry, actually. I feel like a lot of versatile carries this last TI. Offlane pool is pretty big too, wasn't it? I'm going to say 35. That's probably too high. 
Carry 35. Is that too high? What do you got? Well, when we say support, it needs to be four or five, right? It's not support. Yeah, the categories are safe, mid, offlane, soft, and hard support. So that's important to note because otherwise support would co cover both four and five, right? True. But we're trying to separate them into like priority, which is, you know, a bit of a stretch sometimes because teams, whatever, it varies how people play the game. But I'm going to say offlane. Okay. And I will say... Do I dare say 40 different offlane heroes at TI? Mm. Is that possible? You said 35 carries, right? Yes. And how many heroes can you play offlane? It's a lot. No, I, I'll, I'll say offlane and I'll say 30. Okay. I feel like we saw a lot of offlane played as carry. That's why I think I'm right on the carry department. STI. Yeah, that's true. That that definitely adds up. You're right. All right, we'll, we'll I'll see. Stick, I'll stick with my gut. Offlane right. 30 heroes. All right. If your ideas are transformative, use them to transform SAP's customer businesses. Check out SAP's various open positions in sales, development, and technology, and consulting at jobs.sap.com, or by clicking the link in the description below. Again, thank you to SAP for uh, the weekly segment and for supporting the show as always okay now we get to talk about stuff that we have put off for weeks that are That's now true. old news uh the first being neon prime there is a new game supposedly being made by valve they recently <laughs> well maybe not That's recently a, anymore two weeks ago now uh, yes. they <laughs> quote unquote recently patented the name neon prime uh, there are rumors, of course, that Ice Frog is working on it. Uh, there are rumors that it could potentially be the same game as Citadel, which was rumored to be the next Half-Life-related game. They could be totally separate. Who knows? Uh, more rumors about Neon Prime is it's a first-person shooter with five heroes or whatever units, and then there's a sixth person that is a commander overview type thing. All of these are rumors. Some of it's been data mined, but still, who knows what's accurate. Does any of this intrigue you? I mean, the most intriguing thing for me out of all these rumors is if Icefrog is working on it, because that gives me, I think, okay, so from Valve's perspective, right, you've had some recent games that were not successes. Let's be honest. Uh, their recent titles have not been hits. They could have been. They could have been, uh, but they haven't been. And if Valve are looking for a hit, I think this is the number one guy that I would want working on my hit. So um, I have a lot of faith in Icefrog in terms of uh, balancing and in terms of making a good competitive experience. So uh, depending on which direction they're taking this supposed game in, uh, having someone like that work on it is a really major plus for me. And I'll just say, hands down, if there's any game that is announced that Ice Rock has worked on, I will play it, no matter what genre it is. I'm just going to play it, because I, I have a huge amount of faith in this guy um, to, to make a good product. And even if it comes out and it's not polished and it's not fully fleshed out or whatever, I think this guy will know what to do to make things good. Because he has done nothing but great stuff for Dota for so long. 
Um, and it's a huge part of the reason the game got to where it did, right? He obviously went to Valve many, many years ago with the game. I was like, hey, I, I could make this game with you guys. Do you want to do it? And they say yes. And here we are, right? So uh, that's the most exciting part about it. Uh, the whole genre stuff, if it is, if it does turn out the way the rumors are saying with a five-person sort of hero-like shooter with a commander, I'm really intrigued by the commander view uh, as an idea to play the game. I think it's just not like... I believe this has been done before with one or two other games. It's not like a fully revolutionary new idea. Uh, but I do think it's potentially a really cool way of merging interest from the CSGO and Dota communities because it sounds like it's a, it's a strategy shooter, if that is what it turns out to be, where maybe the commander view appeals a lot to a lot of you know strategic Dota players, whereas the shooter element appears more to a lot of shooter fans. So maybe that's the idea. Um, <clears throat> so I could be mistaken here, fine. but I remember way back in the day, <clears throat> I, I don't know if you were even into gaming. Well, you probably into something, but maybe not valve games when TF2 mm. was first announced. Do you remember that yeah. at all? I've never played that. So no, I don't remember that. When TF2 was first announced, it was about, I want to say roughly eight years before it was released. Think about that for a second. Jesus. It was remade three different times, but the original, which I was so fucking excited for, which didn't end up happening, so I was really sad, and I, I'm not... I mean, I know a lot of people like TF2, but it wasn't my kind of game. I, th I believe part of it was having a commander view. The way that I looked at it, uh, which I didn't realize at the time because this game wasn't out yet, it was Battlefield before Battlefield. And I thought Battlefield 1942 and Battlefield 2 specifically were amazing games, and they had kind of that aspect to them. So if they can bring that juice back, then yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Obviously, I love FPS games. Um, and if, I mean, that's the thing. If, if Icefrog is working on it, obviously everyone's going to try it. Mm -hmm. He's never done an FPS game. I don't mean... what. Maybe he's done some other games we don't know about, but the only games we know for a fact that Ice Rock has worked on are Dota, Han, and Dota 2, right? There's nothing else yeah, that exactly. we know. So the so. fact that it's a completely different genre leaves some question marks. Yeah. But then again, from like a Valve standpoint, they have more experience with FPS than anything else. So combining the two yeah. could be really cool. Uh, this could all be completely incorrect and fake. So uh, that's yeah. the other thing. And the other thing, like you said, so the whole TF2 thing, right? Now that I know that piece of information that I didn't know, maybe this is just a, a, a darling that Valve really want to make happen. And when they try, it just doesn't work. Because if they tried it, like, what's that now, 20 years ago? And now they're revisiting the idea. Uh, they might oh, come man. to the same conclusion again that this format just isn't viable and isn't fun enough. And scrap that commander idea and turn it into something else. We might also be totally misinformed. There's also the idea that I mean, obviously, all of this is rumor-based, right? But it might be two separate games. We're kind of talking about it like Neon Prime and Citadel are potentially one product. It might be two totally different ones. Like, maybe yep. Citadel is being worked on by one team, and Neon Prime is being worked on by another team. Maybe Ice Fog is involved in both. One, neither. Um, the thing for me that is a little bit... Um, how to say... So, Citadel was never... They never went out and trademarked anything for that, right? It's this is the first one they filed for, 
uh, or patented, whatever, whatever it is, yeah. um, uh, is Neon Prime. So there's two possible things here. Either it is Citadel, like you said, or Citadel has either been shelved or uh, is just not ready to file for anything yet, but Neon Prime is, and it's a different game. Um, but yeah, either way, I'm, I'm curious. I'm excited, um, especially with the Ice Frog rumor, obviously. And I'm honestly, maybe this sounds weird, but this, this, despite the last two Valve games not being successes, I'm still excited when they put out a title because I, I, think, I think some things that Valve have done in the past obviously have been really, really good, and recently they haven't. Um, but their track record in terms of overall history isn't terrible. Um, so there's, there's a decent chance. You know, you're going to hit some, you're going to miss some. Uh, and I, you know my optimistic point of view. That I'm always yeah. You know, I, like I'm I, envious. I believe I believe this could be the one. Oh, uh, that's the thing, though. And if it isn't, then you know it's par for the course. <laughs> the games they've come out with, I've enjoyed immensely. As I've yeah. as I've stated many a time, I think the way they handled them is atrocious, just yeah. beyond atrocious. So you could really, really hope now that they've learned something about the the way they handled the games rather than the games themselves. Because I kind of agree. I think. I think Underlords was good. I think Artifact in particular had more potential, but I think it was wasted. Um, and now they've gone through those <clears throat> motions, so hopefully uh, they made the right... You know, they definitely learned something about monetization with what they tried with Artifact. That was a huge no-no, with the, the way that was run. So you would hope that that doesn't happen again, at least not to the same extent. Yep. Um... And then it's harder to put a finger on with Underlords exactly what went completely wrong there, I think. Because I, I think part of it was that they, were, they missed their timing window and something like TFT was already too big and it was hard to get in on the market at that point. Oh, um, they just didn't stick with it again. But, and yeah, maybe they... But I agree, Artifact had more of a ceiling than Underlords. Cause, yeah, I think so. I mean, auto battlers are, I don't know, don't feel like they have the same life expectancy. Can I... I see some I see some people in chat speculating that Neon Prime could be an MMO. Do you think there's any chance Valve make an MMO? That sounds like way like too much upkeep for Valve. I feel like it's very unlikely based on how that company likes to make and run their games. I just I I, I don't see I mean I'll be very curious and excited because I like MMOs, but to me that's like the least likely genre almost that Valve would make. How many employees does Valve have? Do you think they can handle an MMO when on for any given game, uh, there's like ten people working on it. There's no way. Yeah, there's they no probably way. need a bigger, bigger staff for an MMO. MMOs are like massive staff. Very taxing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, can I show you? Sorry to the audio mm -hmm. listeners. I want to show you some images of the original Team Fortress Two when it was announced. Okay. Keep in mind when it first. So this was first announced with all the things that I talked about, and then it was delayed. Delayed, delay, like literally five or six years delayed and remade several times. And then it ended up being the current version, which is like very cartoony, which I was, okay. I hated because I was so into this. These images are very small and terrible. Oh okay. my God, they're really bad. Here's an image. Okay. So you got like soldiers. You can tell it's much more serious looking. Than TF2, right? Me. I'm waiting for the stream to catch up. Hang on, am oh. I just not? You're showing them on stream, right? I am showing them on stream. 
Okay, I guess I wasn't caught up then. I'm refreshing it. Okay, I'll wait for you. You can do it. All right. Yeah, 30 second ad. <laughs> Give me that sweet, sweet money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was By literally... The way, ad, I literally just watched, but here it is again. I need to look up what year the original Battlefield 1942 came out because... I'm trying to remember if that was the reason that they delayed. I don't think it was. I think it was like way before Battlefield came out. Uh, keep in mind, this yeah, is like 1999, guys. The The graphics will not be amazing, okay. obviously. I'm seeing it now. Yep. Okay. You see that one? Uh, there's three images. Here's another one. Okay. Just another so kind of a close-up. Kind of looked like teenage... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Actually. I'm not going to lie. The model does not look very bad at all. This is 1999. Like, yeah, that's good. And then the final one. Isn't, isn't that like a really good model for that year? Yeah, exactly. And this really is. Good. Look at this. Does this not look like Battlefield? It has a tank, it has a helicopter. This is 1999 around that time. This was way before its time, man. This. I was so excited for this shit. And then they made it like normal uh, cartoon ETF2. So I was super sad. I mean, I don't know if that was normal either, right? Because like the, the end product that they have for TF2, there was nothing like that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, either way, it was very unique um, when they released it. But yeah, this, this definitely looks... This looks like something, if you told someone who hasn't seen the game ever, and you're like, there's a game called Team Fortress 2, which is a shooter, this is the image they make in their mind, right? They imagine like a yeah. physical fortress with soldiers and tanks. So this is kind of what you would think when you hear it. Um, I wonder why they went away from it. Maybe it wasn't unique enough. Maybe it was too similar to the other games, like you said, of the time that were coming out or were rumored or were already out. And they really wanted something special, which they did. I think, honestly, hand on heart, the game might have been less successful if they did it in this style. So, Battlefield 1942 came out on September of 2002. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember when this one, when TF2 was originally announced, but it was delayed, delayed, delayed. And then maybe Battlefield came out and they're like, oh shit, we missed our window or something like that. I don't That's know. That's possible, yeah. Battlefield's yeah. a huge success, right? 1942 was enormous. <laughs> I think at the time. Yep, and it's gone downhill. Well, Battlefield Two was great, and then I think it went downhill from there. Horrible, horrible, horrible franchise. They really fucked that one up. Okay, uh, so yeah, looking forward to more news about Neon Prime. Uh, one thing we didn't mention is the name. What a yeah. terrible fucking name! Holy shit! It's like uh, a is there it's like a shitty Transformer. That's what I think of immediately. So when they when they trademark the name, that's what they did with Dota Two, right? They literally. This we're gonna work under the assumption that this will be the final title of the game, right? Yes. Is that otherwise why clue? bother? Is that a clue for the genre? Like, does this? It's a clue about the style, right? Like Neon Prime sounds like something. Um, what's that? What's that art style called in that time period? I'm thinking of steampunk. Yeah, either some steampunk or some. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of steampunk. Uh, cyberpunk, right? That's the one. So, yeah. does that lend itself more to like a shooter? Does it lend <clears> itself <throat> more to an MMO? Does it? Do you think? Is it like actually just laser tag? Based on the files that were mined, it was an FPS, right? Uh, with 
RTS or RPG elements. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Cool. All right. Final thing to talk about, which I just couldn't bring myself to actually research because it just is annoying to me. But Elon Musk officially bought Twitter, Cinderin. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember everything that happened. So he asked or is forcing his workers to not be remote anymore, which obviously sucks if you enjoy doing remote. Uh, he made some, I can't trying to remember all the demands he made, but there's been a lot of news about it. They started a blue check mark originally, the verification to be $8. And I think the original difference between ones that we got and ones that you purchased is when you click on the name, then it says if it's officially verified or if it's subscribed. But then okay. there was issues with impersonation. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Which some of them were absolutely hilarious. And one in particular that actually made a big difference. Uh, I'm just going to read the tweet here from some random person. An an anonymous tweeter pretending to be Ellie Lilly and company spent $8 on their verification and put out a fake tweet that insulin is now free. So this is like a medicinal whatever company. And they lost $30 billion in market cap as a result. Think about that. That might be the best use of $8 in human history is what the tweet reads. Which I'm trying to remember the specifics behind the, the insulin thing because... I think everything was researched, researched and funded in the U.S. And other countries are getting it for very low price, but in the U.S. they jack up the prices for whatever reason. And yeah, what like, could the reason possibly be? Well, it's like, well, I mean, when I say that, I mean, I don't know how it's fucking legal. It's like yeah, basically criminal activity in my mind. That's a different story. Yeah. But because that tweet went out, they pretended to be that company, their stocks dropped like a rock. And this... Little things like that have happened to several people, many people, impersonating other people, whatever. Elon Musk got very angry, has now taken down the purchasable verification. They'll bring it back, of course, with some tweaks, some new colors, as they, as he said. What a fucking disaster, man. This, I know I'm going to make I mean, a lot of people angry because I got some messages last time I said Elon Musk is a, an absolute idiot. Holy shit. If you're not seeing what's happening, like, what is... <laughs> you're just blinding yourself at this point. The guy's a megalomaniac. He's Jesus Christ. Very, very, he might be the most polarizing person in the public sphere right now. He might have taken number one out away from Trump at this point. He unbanned um, Trump from Twitter as well, which... Yeah, and uh, what was it? Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think. He also unbanned her now. So, freedom of speech, you know. Now you can so, misinform people as much as you want. This again. is the so thing, though. This is the thing. I understand on some level. Elon Musk, he works on stuff that's really mm-hmm. fucking cool. Electric cars, he revolutionized the way that, you know, people are following his footsteps, basically, right? They're behind him. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of the curve. Those are fucking cool. SpaceX is really fucking cool. The tunnels, not very fucking cool. Uh, I remember... I mean, he's a salesman, right? He, he puts out these big pitches, he promises the world, and they end up falling flat a lot of the time. Like the tunnels, he promised that they would be automated. You'd get from one place to another, like through LA very quickly. They're literally just holes in the ground now. So they're not anything like what he promised. The thing with the chip in the head, 
uh what was that something with uh what was that one called the Neon micro Prime? <laughs> it might as well be called that the microchip thing which had a lot of promise or whatever they barely even started all the pigs they used died Neuralink. thank you chat like that one fell on its fucking face maybe it'll be something someday i'm not sure does he work on stuff that's cool yes is he obviously an absolute piece of fucking garbage? I think it's a yes. But because people are such a fan of his other stuff, they turn a blind eye to what's literally in front of them. They're seeing what kind of a person he is, how he does business, and like, that's okay, because I like, I like mm -hmm. cool cars. You know what I mean? That's my right. opinion on what... Uh, what it's like for probably a good amount of people that are huge fans of him. So the the short list of like successes he's had, right, are correct me if I'm wrong, it's PayPal, right? That's how he got that's originally he, rich is PayPal. That's how he got rich, right? Yeah. So PayPal, Tesla, and SpaceX are the successful projects and everything else is kind of flopped or whatever. Which there's nothing wrong with being an entrepreneur and investing and trying things and some things fails fail and some things work, but like it's I think there's like this cult following for him that celebrate him like a god that can do no wrong. And that's just, look at the evidence. Obviously, everybody makes mistakes and everybody can do wrong. And then you can make your own judgments about his character or whatever. The thing I will say is he seems very driven. Uh, and he is trying to do things um, in good or bad ways. But he's definitely someone who wants to, you know, even though he is filthy rich, he's still pushing for new stuff. You know, he could just retire stop or whatever but he really you know is is ambitious with certain things uh but that like you said doesn't mean we need to agree with how he is as a person or or what he's trying to do or how he is trying to do it uh but he's definitely pushing the envelope on some things i i think based on the things i've heard about how he's handling this whole twitter debacle and the the whole company i disagree with it very much on a fundamental level the way he's like pressuring his employees and the way it's being run some people think that's how it should be like you should just do 80-hour work weeks if you want to work in this environment, if you want to work in this industry. Um, if you want to be one of the front runners of something like this, that is how it should be. I disagree with that, but maybe I'm just naive and I don't know enough about how these companies are. Maybe that's just expected at this I mean, point. That, oh, you that, want to work for Twitter? 80-hour work week. That is how you become a billionaire, but, is you min-max yeah. everything and you work everybody to the bone. That's generally how right. it goes. Like, same thing for Bezos, right? Like, you... You hear things all the time about how bad the conditions are with Amazon employees. That's mm -hmm. how you become a billionaire. Like, right. the only person that I, again, I could be wrong on this. The only billionaire I've heard of that it seems like a genuinely good person is Bill Gates, based on, I mean, he cheated mm -hmm. on his wife. That's not great. But, well, and but in terms Microsoft of like the way he itself. uses the way he uses his money, I think, from what I've seen at least, is very positive. He's a philanthropist for sure, right? But back in the day when Microsoft got big, wasn't it largely off of stealing like Xerox ideas, for example? And probably. So, like, I think his history of how he got very rich is probably kind of similar, honestly, if not even well, arguably worse. Than that's what I'm saying. Plan. No, that's but what I'm saying. To right? make it as a billionaire, I think that's the stuff you do. I just assume if somebody's a billionaire, they, they did something really fucking shady to get to that point usually. Yeah, probably. Maybe it's not right 100% of the time, but I think the way you it's use your money, much. once you're ridiculously rich, that tells a story in and of itself, right? 
Bill Gates. The, story of, the way Bill Gates like, is doing uh, it, I like because he's trying to he's cure diseases. Solution, dude. <laughs> but <laughs> it feels like Elon. It's like a narcissistic standpoint where he's just. I don't know. I don't think Twitter's gonna die. I, I know there's this big trend that they, everybody thinks Twitter's gonna die. I don't think that's gonna be the case. Same. But I don't think so either. Uh, he has apparently his net worth has plummeted as a result of all this yeah. stuff, which you know he's still gonna be ridiculously rich. Doesn't really matter. He'll be uh, okay. There's a new. Have you heard of Hive? That seems to be the one that people are. I've heard the name. I haven't looked at the page yet. It's, it's supposed to be basically a new. It's Twitter, like an right? Instagram slash Twitter replacement. Yeah, I don't know. I I made an account, but I haven't tweet or I don't even know what the word would be. I haven't posted anything. It would be nice to have a new social media. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like mm. Reddit is the only one that I actually like genuinely like because you can just find stuff, you know, sections that you are a fan of, and you know, just read them every day. Twitter is is okay, uh, and the rest are. I don't. I'm actually not a big fan of Instagram myself. And Facebook is atrocious, obviously. It's the what worst of the worst. What about TikTok? Uh, TikTok, <clears throat> I don't have one. I've never used it. Nikki's obsessed with it, so that annoys me that she's just watching it constantly. But then she shows me cat videos, and those are all obviously great because yep. cats are amazing. So, so I don't know I what the hell's gonna, happening with Twitter. I wonder if we're going to have a pushback on this whole like development that we've had in the last 10 years with attention span, right? Where... Mm. things everything needs to be faster and more intense almost so that's like why social media with these like formats of like shorts or tiktoks that are like 10 to 15 second videos and then you're on to the next one like you know just constantly something new something fresh something fast if people are going to get exhausted with that and want to go back to some slower formats again if that's going to be the next thing because the way I see it, it's kind of hard to make social media much faster than it is now, right? We're kind of pushing it to the limit for how short can you make content while it still has some sort of interest. Like some of the videos are literally two seconds long. Like, right. you know, like you can't make it much quicker than that. So are people going to want the slower content again at some point? Because now they've been there. I think everything, it's a cycle. Maybe that will I, would I would assume every, it's cyclical, but yeah. who knows? It's, it's, it's too, I mean, if you think about it, like the internet's only been around twenty some years, right? So it's still quite young by comparison. But yeah, Twitter not looking so great, but I think it will live on. Uh, but it's maybe it gets to a point where I don't use it anymore. We'll see. Uh, it's not in a not looking like a great direction for me personally. But if you guys enjoy that, then then enjoy. Okay. All right, Shannon. I got to quickly address something. Okay. Okay. I live in an area with frequent earthquakes, so. That's why my camera sometimes will be shaking um, on the podcast. No. So what's going on is my table isn't very, it's not a very tall table. And sometimes I, I wouldn't say I have shaky leg syndrome or whatever the fuck you call it. But sometimes I get a little restless and everybody does that to some extent. The problem is my table is so low that when I do that, my leg connects with the table and it shakes. And my camera is on top of my monitor. So... Uh, when people say they get nauseous or uncomfortable watching me shake the camera, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it on purpose, and I'll try to be better. Um, How dare also, you? You could click on the timestamps, and then you could avoid the parts <laughs> where I shake the camera. That's that's a good joke. I like that one. There you go. Wait, what? Why is your desk so low? Uh, that's just the size of the table. Maybe I should get a high. Uh, the the thing is, though, sounds the like you need this... to move to America. 
I need to effectively I need to get I think I could adjust my chair higher up. We have pretty much the same chair, right? You also have a Herman Miller. Yeah. You have the Aeron, right? Yeah. And I have the what's mine called again? Embody, I think. But they're pretty similar. You can so I think this one could be adjusted to a high enough height. I honestly maybe I should just get a new table. Maybe I should. Where'd you get the table? Uh, Is it IKEA? It's just, yeah, it's just an IKEA table. It's nothing special. I'm surprised for somebody that no life's World of Warcraft. You don't spend any money on your your desk. It's really weird. <laughs> you you really love referencing that, don't you? <laughs> All right, let's do one Patreon mailbag question since he's been sitting here forever. Mister Niebling has a question: Would a team right. consisting of four pro players and one herald player be able to compete with the top tier teams, given that the herald player? does not have fog of war, thus being able to verbally communicate ward placements and hero movements to his team. Why or why not? I'm going to answer first because you're the expert. Mm -hmm. I would say absolutely. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Like how much of an advantage would you say that is? Like, because it is enormous. The Herald player, like how bad is this Herald player? Like, can they click buttons? Does it matter? I mean, what I've heard from Reddit, which I think is a very trustworthy source, is that heralds are better than ever because people are herald and can't climb out of herald, and therefore herald must be amazing. So mm. they're probably really good. Um, I I believe Jenkins has made some content on them. They look like world-class players, so I do think they can definitely hold their own in lane against someone like Arteezy, no problem. Good. And then they have map hack, so that's pretty dope, right? Um, like, what if he sat in Fountain? Yeah, so that's what I was debating was, is he so, is a Herald player so bad that they're a, a detriment to having a dual lane? Like, is it, are they a net negative over just a weak player? If they're a net negative and they sit in Fountain, then it's kind of like Neon Prime with a commander view, right? <laughs> and then you have four players <laughs> playing against five. I mean, you would just put them in the jungle, um, surely. Yeah, they, something like they that. They probably right? still die to the creeps, but, you know. No XP for the oh, enemy. I, that's that's harsh. Depending on what <laughs> hero they play. Yeah. Just pick imagine the meta going against that team, and you need to start banning out the herald players jungling heroes. You just so pick like bounty do. hunter to just find him in the jungle and destroy. Them. But oh yeah, put him on bounty hunter. He just hunts couriers all game. What? Okay. So, but seriously, let's just say he sat in fountain and he just doesn't participate the entire game. You pick right. like crystal maiden or silencer. You get them to level six for silencer in that case. Is that enough? That because they can see everything, they will tell you everything. There's a ward here. Like you can't ward against this team. Period. Yeah, you can't ward. You can't smoke. Which is probably, by the way, I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast. Probably the single best invention Dota has had in the last ten years was Smoke of Deceit. Mm. It is so fucking good for the game, and that is something that League of Legends, for example, is sorely missing. Is an item like that. It is very good. Um, genius design, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, so you can't smoke against this team. You can't ward against it. You can't surprise them with how you set your lanes. Uh, you can never get Roche without the enemy team knowing. And if you ever split, so this is where the 4v5 team need to win the game, is that they need to outnumber, right? Because if the enemy team goes as five the whole game, you're never going to be able to outnumber them, but then you can beat them on resources because you can farm two and a half lanes plus jungle. Um, and when they start splitting up to farm different areas of the map, you can guide them and be like, hey, there's a guy going here now to farm this camp. You can go and gank him as two or three. 
I, I think this team could win TI with these conditions. I'm pretty sure. So somebody if I can in... choose the four pro players, if you can make the best possible four-player team with a Herald that has map pack, I think they're the best team in the world. Somebody in the chat's making a good point that you could pick heroes around this as well and just give control. So you can give control. Yeah, like, that's true. There are players that can multitask and obviously micro and all that, and it's not going to be the, you know, the best of their abilities in, in terms of like how they're playing the hero, but as long as you're getting levels on the heroes and they're not feeding relentlessly, yep. then I, I agree. Yeah, this would be the best team. 4v5, though, there would be a rough laning stage. It's just information is way too powerful on a pro level. Um, I think the concept of having map hack becomes more and more powerful the higher skill the game gets because that's where the information becomes more and more valuable. I, I think you would agree Cars. it's the same in Counter-Strike, right? As a concept, like the ability to see everywhere becomes better the better players are because they exploit information better than anyone else. Yeah. So it becomes the strongest resource the better the players are. Yep. So Now, this is assuming, like when we say that he's a Herald player, obviously he's not good, but mm -hmm. he also can't be a complete fucking moron. You have to have, <laughs> you need to be able to talk, communicate with the team. There's, there's a certain level of expectation for that yeah, to actually I mean, be beneficial. <laughs> like, they can't be a goddamn moron, is what I'm saying, okay? Like, imagine if it was Slacks and he's just, like, making jokes the whole time. Like, then you just can't concentrate. You know, you're not going to get the full got benefit. I with that, so <laughs> it's not yeah. a, much of a leap. That's a good point, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind, of, I kind of thought it was implied that the Herald could speak. But if, it's, if the Herald is mute, then I don't think they will. <laughs> Wait, what if you could only type and ping? How far do you want to take this? Just this is the last one. You, you can type and ping. That's it. <laughs> and you can tip the enemy players. Not that that's relevant, but just in case. Oh, if you can't use voice, it gets so much more complicated, actually. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say they could still do it. But okay. that actually is a lot harder because there's a lot of like live things where there's a lot of a different seconds off. There's a lot of different good. types of pings you can make, right? Because yeah, so true. you can tell them you can communicate that way. You have to have a whole system. You need to practice that, of course. You have to scrim. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me the way you were talking about Harold. It's like they're not even human beings. <laughs> It's just so insulting. Well, it's no, no, no. That's that's why. I said. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, to be like <laughs> animal that needs to be trained, like a basic human interaction, man. They're human beings playing a video. No, game I agree, but as good at it or as invested as other people, it's still humans. Let's dude. be fair. There are probably a few of those heralds that are like that, <laughs> and those are the ones that you can't pick for the this challenge. Okay. That would be sure. a cool tournament format, by the way. Very boring, actually. <laughs> but if you could hear the comms, that would be hilarious. See, that's the kind of comms we could have had at TI. That's interesting. But maybe next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe next year they'll do that. That's a great idea. That is the end of the episode. Thank you for joining us, as always, everybody. Uh, until next week. Oh, happy Thanksgiving! It's actually Thanksgiving oh, yeah. now for all Happy the Americans. Thank you. I'll be eating dinner with my mother. Uh, we None of us like turkey. 
So yeah. we're going to have... Uh, the food, not the country. Just uh, that's for timestamp reasons. Actually, Istanbul had a an amazing airport. I loved the lounge there. And if there's something to gauge a country by, it is their airport. Istanbul has great shawarmas as well. Turkey right. and... But yes, the turkey, the meat, not not a huge fan. Uh, so we'll be eating other things like probably Persian food, I would imagine. I actually have no idea, but we'll see. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Until next week, Suns Fan and Center and signing out. What's Thanksgiving? Bye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. But thanks for now. listening. Yeah.